continue the series on eternal judgment and in today's teaching what we want to concentrate on is just what will be judged by the saints on that day what account the saints will have to give before the Lord Jesus Christ on that day when they stand before him and so it is we will see as we go through today's teaching that it is in fact the works of the saints that will be judged by the Lord Jesus on that day and we're going to have a look at the teaching we'll see that uh, everything uh, the discussion we want to go through today that points is the fact that everything will be judged um, what works will be rewarded um, we want to look at what the scripture says with regards to our rewards in relation to the cost of our works that we do um, what works will not be rewarded on that day and the fact that some will incur a stricter judgment than others on that day. So the first point that we want to discuss today is the fact that every single thing will be judged. Um, nothing will be left out, but the judgment is always uh, for the saint, is always around the works that the saint does. You know, in the book of Revelation, chapters 2 and 3, our Lord Jesus Christ writes to seven of his churches that were in, in existence at the time. And he, every one of those letters that he writes to those churches, he opens up his account with them and what he's uh, going to uh, speak about. He opens up that account by saying, I know your works. And so our Lord Jesus re-emphasizes that point to his church all the time to just um, reinforce the truth to us that Jesus is very interested in the works that his saints do in the earth um, because it is the works of his saints that he will judge on that day because as we've already said their salvation is uh, an assured fact they're not going to be judged for salvation but their works will be judged and so Jesus, as I say, in every single, every single letter, he says, I know your works. And then he goes on to list what their works are and what he's not pleased about and what he is pleased about. Um, and encourages them in the areas that they're getting right and encourages them to repent of the areas that they're getting wrong. It's kind of a paraphrase of those letters. But the point very clearly is, is that the saints' works are very important with regards to our eternal judgment. Now, a lot of uh, people have a problem with that. They say, but we're under grace, we're not under law, so why are there works? Well, we are meant to do good works. That is the Christian calling, and we're going to go through a lot of that in Scriptures today. But the point is very clear, that our Lord Jesus Christ watches our works all the time, because He's very interested in our works, because it is those works that will be judged by Him on that day. Matthew 16, 27, our Lord speaking on the subject, and he says, For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each one according to his works. And so, very clearly, our Lord Jesus Christ will reward us according to our works. Another scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 and 10. Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, um, that everyone may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Now, again, as our Lord is going to be judging our works, 
what we need to understand about that judgment of our works is that nothing will be left out. Every single thing will be judged. And we've dealt with it in the previous teaching from the time we're born again until the time we leave this planet to be with Christ. That is what's recorded in heaven's books. And we will give an account of each one of those works on our day of judgment before the Lord. And the scripture is very plain. Uh, what we've done in the body, according to what we've done, whether good or bad. And so this, this judgment is not an impartial, uh, sorry, it's not a partial judgment. It's completely impartial. We will give an account for every part of facet of our lives uh, during the time that we were on the earth as born again believers. And so it's not a case of God's only going to look at the good things that we did and he'll ignore all of the bad things we did. Not at all. Everything gets recorded and we will give an account for every single thing. And we need to recognize and understand just how detailed our judgment will be. Another scripture we can look at in Romans chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. Verse 16. In the day when God, talking about Jesus now, will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. And so our Lord Jesus is going to judge all of our works, including the motivations behind those works. That's why he's talking about God will judge the secrets of men, talking about what we think about in our hearts and what how we are motivated when we do our good works. Because what might seem like a good work to mankind on the outside, to God it's not a good work at all because that motivation is completely wrong. It's not in line with His uh, will. It's not in line with His word. And so every aspect of our, our works will be judged on that day. And so it's not only the good works, it's every work we do and every motivation behind that which we do. The secrets of men's hearts will be judged on that day. Here's another scripture just to reinforce that truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 3 to 5. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. The Apostle Paul speaking of himself. For I know nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore, Judge nothing before the time we discussed when our judgment will be, at least when our Lord Jesus returns to the earth, until the Lord comes, he says here, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then every, each one's praise will come from God. And so the hidden things of darkness and the counsels of the heart, uh, hidden things of darkness is not exactly um, the good motivations coming through there. Counsels of the hearts, yes, good motivation coming through there. And so what the Apostle Paul is just revealing to us, everything will be judged. Nothing will be left out, including the th our thought life. We will be held to account before the Lord Jesus for every aspect of our lives. Our, our, this judgment will be completely thorough. Why is that? Because God is going to reward us as a result of the outcome of that judgment for all eternity. And so for heaven to reward us for, let's say we, we serve the Lord in this life for even 70 years, um, 
for that 70-year period, the reward that we will uh, inherit on that day will now be for all of eternity. And that is why that judgment will be so absolutely thorough. God's not going to leave anything out. Another scripture that we can, our Lord again, speaking about our day, our day of judgment and just how thorough it will be. Matthew 12, 36 and 37, our Lord speaking. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Now that does not mean for the Christian that if they spoke wrong words, now they can be condemned to hell. Not at all. It just means that those words will impact on their eternal reward on, in, from a negative standpoint. And so our Lord is very plain. He said every idle word that we speak. And so we need to just be so aware of this truth. Now, whatever we do, whatever we say, whatever we uh, think is being recorded in heaven all the time. Nothing's, no, no, it's like a, um, uh, you, you're on 24-7, somebody filming your life inside and out. And that's been recorded in heaven. And that will be played back in heaven on the day of our judgment. And we will have to give an account to the Lord for everything that we've done, good or bad. So we really need to be uh, focused about this. Um, because of the fact that this, uh, this day of judgment is actually going to be so thorough and it's going to, as I say, impact on our eternal existence. Now we know where we're going to be, but we just don't know how we're going to uh, live out the rest of eternity with God. And so that's, that's what our day of judgment is all about. Now there's certain aspects of the works that we do, because again, it's, it is our works that we do, and our works include the words that we speak, the works that we do and the thoughts we think. Those three areas by and large are going to um, form the, the, the basis of our judgment when we stand before the Lord Jesus. Now there are certain works that heaven will never blot out and so that is something that is in our favor and we need to be thankful to our Lord for that. And we pick that up in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. Scripture says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And so what that scripture is saying to us is that every single good work that we do in the earth, whatever it is, it doesn't get forgotten in heaven. It gets recorded. Remember our Lord said, if you give somebody a cup of cold water in my name, you're going to get rewarded on that day. And so heaven is determined to reward us as much as possible. And so every good work that we do, every good word that we say, every good thought that we have will not be blotted out. So no matter how messed up a Christian life we live down here, when we stand before the Lord Jesus, every single good thing that we've done, every single good word that we've spoken, and every single good thought that we have thought, remains on the books and we will be rewarded for that and so that will never be blotted out of heaven's uh, records because the scripture says for God is not unjust to forget um, your work and labor of love talking about the good works not talking about the bad works now we're talking about the good works so that's good news for the Christian to realize that every good thing that they do 
um, stays on he heaven's records and they will receive their reward from the Lord Jesus on that day. Now, having said that, there are certain works that the saint does on the earth which can be blotted out of heaven's records and thus the saint will not have to give an account for those works on their day of judgment when they stand before the Lord Jesus. Remember that we're talking about the saint from the time he's born again until the time he dies. That's what's going to be held to account. Now, all of the bad things that we do in that interim period um, that we ask forgiveness for, that we repent of and ask forgiveness for, that gets blotted out of heaven's records. The scripture says, for he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so what happens is, is that when we commit sin knowingly and we deal with that sin, we, we confess it to the Lord, we repent of it and we ask his forgiveness. Lord, I said this to my brother, I should not have said it. Um, I ask for your forgiveness. Um, well, then what happens is, the Bible says, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what that means is, is that the blood of the Lamb is applied to that work, to that word that was spoken, to that thought that we thought. And so when that happens, it is that incident is as if it never happened in heaven. It, it's not on the books anymore. It's not on record anymore. And so we will not give an account for that in heaven because God's not unjust in that area either because the scripture says he cleanses us from that. So he's not going to cleanse me from that and then still bring it up on my day of judgment because that would be unjust because what's the point of repenting that kind of? And so no, the blood of the lamb is applied. And so every sin that we are repentant of and we get forgiveness for in this life, we will not be held to account for in our, on our day of judgment. And so you can see why it's so important for Christians to keep a very short account of sin in their lives and to make sure that they are always walking in love and not, and when they do slip up, don't forget about it. Don't think, oh, well, you know, because if we forget about it, heaven doesn't because everything's get, everything gets recorded. And so we want heaven to, heaven to forget about it. And the only way that that happens is we have to go before the Lord and repent of that sin, ask His forgiveness, and then He cleanses us from that sin. Now when that happens, as I say, the record is expunged in heaven. And so we will not give an account for it when we stand before the Lord. So that's a very important for, point for Christians to recognize in their Christian walk. Um, is keep a short account of sin because what happens is Christians say things they don't repent straight away they then forget about it and they move on with life but the problem is heaven has not forgotten about it it's on the books and so on their day of judgment they will have to then give an account for that remember everything good or bad nothing gets left out so the only thing that does get left out in the Christian's life is that which we get for forgiveness for in this life so it's so important for us um, to keep a short account of sin. And so we want to know what works will be rewarded on that day. Because obviously um, if we are focused on our day of judgment and we want to approach our day of judgment with boldness and we want to be understand unashamed before our Lord Jesus on that day and we want to receive 
our, our full reward from him, well then we should know what works we should be doing down here that will incur the full reward that we can receive from our Lord Jesus on that day. And so we pick up a couple of scriptures uh, that reveal to us what works will be rewarded by heaven on that day, by our Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 4, the scripture says that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And so it is a very simple answer to the, the question, what works will be rewarded in heaven? The simple answer is everything that was done in the spirit. Everything that, the Christian has always got the two alternatives in life. We can either walk in the flesh or we can walk in the spirit. The flesh and the spirit are completely contrary to each other. And so for the Christian who chooses to walk in the spirit, whatever they do will be done in the spirit. Whatever they say will be done in the spirit. And whatever they think about will be done in the spirit. Therein lies the reward. Because everything that is done in the spirit will be rewarded on that day. Everything that is done in the flesh, no reward forthcoming. In fact, it will be burned up. We'll touch on that now. But it's what is done in the spirit. And so it's so important for Christians. Book of Romans, Book of Galatians, um, and John teaches us, Peter teaches us, all of the apostles teach us that we need to walk in the Spirit. We, this is a spiritual walk, this Christian walk. Why? Because the Spirit of the born again is, of the Christian is born again. And so that the Spirit of the Christian has the life and the nature of God in it. And that it is that nature that will always please heaven if we walk in that uh, nature. And so we need to be very... Um, focused on walking in the spirit a lot of christians yeah it's not a big issue in their lives they just lose their tempers they carry on in the flesh they're born again they know they're going to go to heaven but they don't really make a conscious effort to actually walk in the spirit one thing to be born of the spirit another thing entirely to walk in the spirit because that scripture says that the righteous requirement of the law may be fulfilled in us who do not walk after the flesh but after the spirit and so we have the capacity to fulfill the righteous requirement of the law. What does that mean? It means that we not only don't commit adultery, we never think about it. Uh, we don't look at another woman lustfully. And that's the, the, the difference between the law and the righteous requirement of the law. The righteous requirement of the law just goes, takes the bar right up there because everything gets done in love. It's done in the spirit. And so that is what will be rewarded by the Lord Jesus on that day. The, good, the, the works that will be rewarded, Matthew, 5, 17 to 19, our Lord speaking about the subject. He says, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will no mean, by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven but whoever does and teaches them he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven and so our lord jesus christ is just saying guys even if you think that you're breaking one of the least commandments and you're saying to other men and, and women that's right you don't need to keep that commandment he said you're going to you're in heaven because he said they will be considered to be least in the kingdom of heaven so they're not going to be in hell they will be in heaven but nevertheless they will be in the camp called those who are least in the kingdom of heaven. 
those who are called great in the kingdom of heaven are those who do the commandments of God and teach others also. So what is our commandment, a new covenant? A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I've loved you. And so the commandment of love, if a Christian walks in love, they can be assured that their works will be rewarded on that day. And that's where we need to go. If we don't want to be classified, still in the kingdom of heaven, but our Lord places us in the camp of those who are called least in the kingdom of heaven. And so that's just another scripture that is just showing us what type of works will be rewarded by, rewarded now by the Lord Jesus Christ on that day. Colossians 3, 24. Scripture says, And whatever you do, do it heartily. That word heartily means from the Spirit. Because don't forget, we're saying that everything done in the Spirit will be rewarded. Everything done in the flesh, no. No reward forthcoming. As to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. And so that's why we do everything out of the Spirit, because why? We know that we will then receive the, uh, our reward of the inheritance that is laid out for us in heaven. And so we need to be focused as Christians to walk in the Spirit. Here's another scripture, bond servants, be obedient to those, uh, sorry, Ephesians 6, 5 to 8. Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, which also is spirit, as to Christ, not with eye service as men pleases, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, from the spirit, um, with good will doing service, as to the Lord, not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And so there again, it's just everything is focused on what gets done out of the Spirit. Because again, the, the um, Bible is very clear to us in the New Testament that the Christian always has the choice of walking in one of two realms, either in the Spirit or in the flesh. Whenever they walk in the flesh, know that there's going to be no reward forthcoming for all of that done in the flesh while they were on the earth. But everything done in the Spirit, that's where the reward lies. And so Christians should strive to walk in the Spirit and do everything out of the Spirit because motivations will be right. Everything will be motivated by love. We will do things as unto the Lord, not to be seen by men, to please men. We are doing things because we want to please our Father and we want to please our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at this. A comparative of a seemingly good work, two people doing exactly the same good work. And so let, let me just do the analogy quickly and then we'll go to the Scripture. The analogy is... Two people, Christians now, okay, both of them do the same good work. What do they do? They give a, a huge donation. They, they sell all their, their goods and they give it to the poor. The one does it out of the motivation of his heart, from the spirit. He's doing it out of love. The other one's doing it for recognition. Um, he's doing it out of the flesh. So everybody on the outside sees these two Christians doing the same good work. They both go to the same charity, they both give the same amount of money. And so everybody looking at both of them think they're both doing a good work. And thus they will be rewarded by the Lord Jesus on that day. But that's not the case. Because the saint who does it out of the Spirit, yes, will be rewarded. The saint who does it out of the flesh, no reward will be forthcoming. Even though the work done is exactly the same. 
let's have a look at the scripture that shows us that. 1 Corinthians 13, 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So that means that if the one who does it out of the motivation of them, don't forget that from the outside, we're looking at two people walking into the same two charity organizations and giving the same amount of money. And they're both Christians. We know that. And so we look at them and we say, Lord, thank you. That's a good work. May they be blessed from you on that day. But you, the Lord looks on the heart. And so the one is doing it out of love for God. And the other one is doing it out of whatever other motivation he might have, but it's not out of love. And the net result is the one will be rewarded, the other one will not be rewarded because the scripture is very plain. It profits that person nothing if it's not done out of love. And so it's so important for Christians to get a hold of our lifestyle. Everything we do must be done out of love and in the spirit. If we want to be rewarded on that day, if we don't, we're not interested in our rewards, well then, you know, carry on doing what we do in the flesh, because you can be guaranteed it will profit you nothing. That's what the scripture says, Matthew 10, 42. Again, our Lord Jesus speaking, and again, I've quoted this already. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward and so it, it, you know things that to us that are so trivial as to give somebody a cup of cold water to heaven is not to heaven it's recorded and and we will be rewarded on that day for those good works don't forget it again so it's good works done in the flesh <laughs> in the spirit that will be rewarded and so everything done in the spirit is going to be good works you, i can guarantee you you cannot do anything out of your spirit and it be not a good work as far as heaven is concerned and so that's the ultimate goal that christians need to strive for to walk in the spirit to do everything in the spirit think in the spirit speak in the spirit and walk in the spirit um, and that's the motivation of love the fruit of the spirit is love love is the very first fruit of the spirit love joy peace long-suffering gentleness kindness goodness faithfulness meekness self-control those nine fruit of the spirit and the Christian should strive to walk in that because that's what will be rewarded on that day. Now, also, again, we must not judge. It's not our place to judge. That's why Paul says, you know, don't judge anything before the time because we don't know the motivations of the heart. Jesus does. Leave that up to him. But, you know, sometimes a seemingly work in, done by a saint is done out of the spirit, but the rest of the saints don't understand it and think it is a work done in the flesh and so i just want to highlight that truth to us because we'll see from this passage that we mustn't get caught up when we see somebody doing something and we don't think that's a good work because heaven might think it is a good work look at this account matthew 26 6 to 13 and when jesus was in bethany at the house of simon the leper a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of a very costly fragrant oil and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was made aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. 
For in pouring out this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, whenever this gospel is preached in the whole world, and that's happening even now, always it happens. What this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. And so this is speaking about Mary and the good work that she did. Now, everybody else perceived it wasn't a good work. They, in their minds, a good work would have been to sell that, give that money to the poor. That's the good work they were thinking of. She was led by the Spirit of God to do this. And so she was doing this out of her spirit. And so that is the good work that Mary will be rewarded for on that day. And everybody else thought Mary didn't. Mary missed God. You know, she didn't do what she should have done. Um, and so we must not judge because... But the point I want to make from this passage is that being led by the Spirit, sometimes your works might not seem good to others. But that's not what we're concerned about. We're concerned about what our Lord Jesus thinks about us.